up, everyone? Welcome back to You Better Than Me podcast, and we are back again with season three. Um, I'm gonna ask y'all to just bear with me for a little bit because your girl is feeling a little bit under the weather, but I got my host co-host here with me, Fallon, so she'll help me hold it down. What's going on, Fallon? Hey, girl. Hey. hey. Season three up in this. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Child, I feel like life and life in. The people gonna get tired of us saying that, but if they've been rocking with us, then they probably have been experiencing life the same way that we have. Right. And I mean, guys, when we say life has been life, and just to get this recording, like literally this recording right here to you, life has been life. And so I'm really happy that we're here because, you know, I thought we was on some Marvin Sap. <laughs> Never would have made it. We almost <laughs> did make it. Never would have almost, almost did. Pyro <laughs> was about to look. We was about to get a, a day late and a dollar short, and, and our little podcast was about to be gone. The people were just gonna be wondering where we was at. That because life was lifing. For sure, for sure. So, uh, what's been going on with you, Fallon? Girl, I feel like what it's been like two months since the people heard from us. Yeah. Everybody knows that, you know, your girl has been putting that new last name into into a full effect and trying to navigate this new wife role, this attorney and wife role, this dog mom, not long, no longer having to be a single dog mom role. I feel like I've been doing a lot, but, you know, I'm trying to, I don't know, I, I'm trying to like come up with some type of theme. You know how they get the new year, new you, but like new month, new me type of thing. I feel like right. maybe if we just set the tone with like life, even the podcast, like if we set a theme or like the tone of how we want things to go, I feel like we could probably reclaim and change the narrative because, ooh, baby, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Is it just me or have you been doing a lot too? Um, I've been doing quite a bit. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I can be everywhere, everyone for everyone, and that's just not happening. So I know I can't be everyone for everybody and i know i can't be every place at the same time so i do feel you know a little bit like i'm being stretched thin and some of the things i have going on it makes me feel like i might have like a little bit of imposter syndrome like can i really do this or what girl imposter syndrome Ugh. i feel like just that's that's somewhere along the lines of that same strong black woman trope like I feel like everybody with a degree or with a good job or like with more than one thing going on is is using that word. And I try not to use it as like a scapegoat or like as a means to like make excuses for myself. Like, damn, is it really is that real? Like, is imposter syndrome real? Like, am I literally out here faking it? Is that that's not the definition. What, what's what's the definition that you that you give that? So I'm not 100% sure of what the definition is, but I think part of it is that you feel like your uh, success maybe isn't deserved or isn't or isn't achieved, you know, as a result of like the efforts that you put in. So you feel like it's you're not deserving of it. <sighs> well, then, so, yeah. <laughs> so I see it, I see it in two different ways because I don't see it like I'm not deserving. I see it as if like, can I really do this thing? I feel like for a long time, like I've always had 
the underdog mentality. Like I remember, you know, even being in ROTC and not really uh, being on the drill team and not really getting it the first go around. Like even being on the step team when I became an AKA, like not getting it the first time around and then getting it and then feeling like, oh my gosh, like I have it now. Like, do I really have it? Like second guessing myself in a sense. So for me, that's kind of what imposter syndrome feels like. Ooh, not you dropping your uh, organization for the first time on 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 the pod. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> That's I said sorority. I don't think I said the name. Uh, oh well, we'll pretend like you didn't exactly. say it. Exactly. Because <laughs> baby, I was about to say, all right, we said we really boldly claiming our our set with this no, new I, Ain't no imposter mm-mm. syndrome. GDI. <laughs> GDI. <laughs> GDI. <laughs> I feel like even with the podcast though, that could be true because I feel like damn, we on season three, but. I, I can't even front. Like I was sitting up here, like, okay, Krista, maybe we fooling ourselves. Maybe we can't do this shit. I'm, I'm assuming maybe that was po- imposter syndrome. Like, this is season three. We're literally in season three. Like, can we do this? Right. Bitch, we have been doing it. So, I like, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and uh, renege on saying that I, I think that imposter syndrome isn't necessarily something that I deal with. I'm gonna go ahead and own up to it and say, yeah. I remember seeing like this quote that said, you are what you do. So for like a long time, like, oh, well, am I a singer? Oh, am I a writer? And it's like, well, are you doing it? Because if you're doing it, then that's what you are. And so I think a lot of times the reason why we have so many thoughts about or anxiety around imposter syndrome is because the word comparison comes in. Because you look at somebody else that's doing what you think you should be doing or you should be measuring up or leveling leveling up to whatever they're doing. And that's not necessarily the case. Are you doing it or are you not doing it? Because if you're doing it, that's what you are. I feel like that that quote that you just said has so many levels to it and so many layers. Like, let me let me, I guess, pull what was coming up for me apart because so many things came when you said that so one you said if you singing then you're a singer you can sing you sang at my wedding you are a singer you <laughs> you are literally a singer and under that same train of thought then if you're a singer then I, i've written i wrote I've, I've i'm married i got a whole marriage license and yes i am right. a wife but how are we i guess so maybe maybe we are comparing then are you, are you are you saying that i'm not a good singer i know you're a good singer So it's not even that. I think that like, so I am a singer. So currently, guys, if you're not aware, I'm going to be in a show coming up soon. And I'm a singer. I am not a dancer. But it does not mean that I can't do a little two-step. But I think the thing that happens to me when I have a dance number into my singing routine is um, I get a little bit intimidated by someone that can do it better because that's their lane. And I know this is different because I'm comparing apples and oranges with singing and dancing, but there's still that underlining of comparing or this person has it this way. Or, you know, you can even think about, you know, from a lawyer standpoint, this person works for a firm. I work for a nonprofit. I work for the government. They are on this level. I'm on that level. And it doesn't mean that you're not doing what you can do. It's just that if you compare it to someone else that's doing it and they're doing it in a different way, then sometimes you feel like you're not doing it. Yeah. Well, bringing the people current, you you mentioned your show. So if anybody has been following Kristen on social media, you have seen her going to practice after practice after practice for Jam the Review. Baby girl had been singing. She'd have been choreographing and, and two-stepping <laughs> and doing all of these things. So... 
you have also added, I guess, actress. Would that be one? You've added actress no. to your list of things? Like you're performing, you're putting on a play. Well, no, it's not a play. That's what I have to tell people. It's not a play only because some people are just like, oh my gosh, is it a um like a musical, which a musical has the acting aspect. It's not a musical at all. So like for people that don't like musicals, I'm like, that's not what it is because people will be like, I'm not coming because I don't like musicals. So no, it's really, it's just a review, a review of music. I'm not acting. That's just what it is, a review. But I am performing, so it's very similar. So you are a <laughs> performer, performer, not an actress. There's no nah. scripts. You just saying. Nobody and let's, and let's not be uh, confused with entertainer, because I would not be doing Beyonce numbers. I'm giving you Jill <laughs> Scott. Jill Scott, want, let me see you one, two step minus the Sierra. I, but see, even then, <laughs> like, they're successful women in their own right. Exactly. So now I feel like you are, are you, um, what's the word? You know, I'll be trying to use my big words and saying them wrong. Are you trying to denigrate um, their talent or your talent? No. For me, what I'm saying is, and I had this conversation with someone in my show, I stay in my lane. You know, like, I get that, you know. My um, producer, I'll call him producer, he wants to give, you know, add a little dance to it because it could be a fast song that I'm singing, but I stay in my lane. I am not a dancer. Like when Erica Badu goes to perform, she sings, she doesn't dance, you know, so everybody doesn't have to flip flop. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm not just trying to say that I'm trying to uh, be dismissive on what I can do is that being a realist, I know what I can do and I know what I can't do. So is your reality taken away from your greatness? I don't think my reality is taken away from my greatness, but I do think that it is taken away from my greatness when I don't see in me what others see in me and their expectation is a little bit higher than what I have of myself. Like for you, for your wedding, I felt like I sounded bad. But again, I hold myself, I'm, I'm very hard on myself. So for me, that was not the best that I could have done. But for someone else, that could have been like, girl, that is the ice cream with the whipped cream on it. You know what I mean? Yes. But just because how hard I am on myself, it was not the best for me. And I know the people probably like, God damn, these bitches still talking about this wedding. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> as much as me and my husband pay for it, we're going to be keep, sure keep talking about it. But when I saw the video recap and like you singing literally started my entire wedding video, like that was such a big moment. Like we both had chills, like when that video started. So even if you feel like your performance was not like Grammy worthy, like that's going to be a moment that's going to be so important to us that like we're, we're going to get chills every time we hear that song 30 years from now, 40 years from now, like you singing your voice made that moment just so big. So I feel like maybe don't be as hard on yourself when it comes to that, like name it yeah. and claim it and just say that you a singer, you can sing. But see, that's where you sing. What <laughs> imposter syndrome when you have it, you have to give yourself grace because that's just negativity coming in to say that you can't do something that you're already doing. Yeah, I guess that's true, but baby, you sang <laughs> that song. And Thank you, friend. I'm going to take that. I'm yeah, going to take I, some flowers. Like, I feel like that, that also goes hand in hand with like not knowing how to take compliments or like, you know, not knowing how to just say, you know what, maybe I am the shit. Like, is it okay to just be like, I'm the shit? Um, 
I do feel like there's a level of hyping yourself up that you just have to have. You know what I'm saying? But I think sometimes when you hype yourself up, you can still come back and be like, oh my gosh, can I really do it? Because if I'm not mistaken, I was the one who told you I was going to sing your wedding. You know you what I'm saying? It wasn't really, it wasn't even an ask. It was kind of like, girl, I, I got the Lord's brow. And, and you, you said that before me. I even had a man. Exactly. <laughs> you really <laughs> did that say Lord's that. prayer. Right. And then you, here I am. It's time to do it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. My boy's really. Wow, that is crazy. You That's literally so crazy. Did. You really did. That was almost two years ago. More than two years ago now mm -hmm. that you said that you was going to be singing in my wedding. So you named it and claimed it. But see, how can I say, like, I don't, I've never, I guess I've never been a wife before. So when I hear the question, like, oh, are you a good wife? Are you a great wife? Like, I guess he's happy. Like, is that imposter syndrome where i'm just kind of like well shit you're good like i check in with you like i don't know but see again i feel like all of that comes back to comparison because are you comparing that to you could be you know doing it and not even thinking that you're doing it comparing it to societal like um you know what society says you should be doing like oh do you cook every day with well, boom you're a good wife. Do you, you know, you've been in that thing go every day. You're a good wife, you know what I'm saying? But but we don't know like what it is between you and your husband that would make, you know, you feel like you have imposter syndrome. Because again, if you're checking in and everything is good, then there shouldn't be any imposter syndrome unless you're comparing it to someone else. Yeah. See, I wish he was here so that I could be like, hey, boy, I'm a good wife or not. <laughs> I feel I feel like that is very true. Like society has kind of given, I guess, a blueprint. Um, I think it's definitely changed since like grandparents' age or even great grandparents' age. Cause you know, we grew up where women were working, you didn't have to let Mr. Charlie do what he needed to do on across town. Like we have more priorities than right. like our great grandmothers possibly had, like they was just worried about getting food on the table. Like as long as you was taking care of your kids, keeping your house clean and all these things, like they didn't really put too much on it. Like I feel like what they were measuring themselves against was more of, I guess, like Dewey's. Like, am I doing this? Am I doing that? Yeah. And um, I don't know. I, I feel like, again, there probably was no imposter syndrome because you just did what had to be done. You know, there's really no time to compare it to someone else. And plus, back in those days, most of the people were already in the same situation as you. That is true. So, I feel, ooh, that's a lot to think about. That's that's really yeah. a lot to, uh, to unpack. Because I also feel like as Black women, there's a whole different aspect of like what that could mean or what our expectations of ourselves are or, or even like who we're measured against, like, I feel like just personally, when I do something, I feel like I got to outdo everybody. Like, I feel like it got to be the best. I got to do this. Like, I don't want to hang around nobody that's not hyping each other up. I don't want no squares in my circle when it comes to people that are like, you know, really out there trying to go and get it. But I don't know if like our counterparts of other races feel that way. Like, are they suffering? Like, well, damn, I saw Susan doing something and it wasn't what I oh my gosh, home, but it was yes. better. Like you think I so? would say yes. Of course, yes. I mean, you know all these shows is on TV. It's definitely that way. We wouldn't have a place for real house housewives of nowhere. <laughs> of nowhere, especially especially other places than Atlanta and Potomac. Like the other ones, that's 
a whole show about comparison. But you a whole show about all those shows. I don't, I don't watch and I don't watch them that often, but I have seen them. But it's a whole show about someone having something more than the next person. So I think that it just happens across the board, and especially now with social media that just takes things up another notch because now you can really see that someone across the street or someone across the country or someone across the pond is doing something differently and then here you go man i'm doing it too but i'm not doing it like him or her so am i really doing it or should i be doing it better that grass ain't always green on the other side but it look pretty if they water it nice yeah. like, so i think this may be good i know I know we're still speaking about, you know, you and imposter syndrome with being a wife, but I think it might be a good exercise for you to say everything that if you were the, per the best wife that you could be, what would that look like for you? And then as you go throughout your, your day or month or whatever, you take your own list and what you're doing and you compare and contrast from how you would want to be with where you actually are. And that could be something that both of you guys do. Because now you're not looking at anybody else. You're just looking at yourself. Like, if this was just my little house, my little bubble, and I could be the best wife that I could be, it would look like this for me. I like that. That's deep. You know I had went to school one time for psychology, so, you know. Did you? Did you really? Was that just my major? <laughs> Girl, I don't know why I thought your major was like business or something. Yeah, no, I, ain't got, I ain't got no business. Uh, <laughs> you ain't got no business, huh? Well, I... Ain't got no business. I I definitely think that I like what you just said. I definitely feel like that takes a lot of pressure off of like, you know, me thinking like what I'm seeing on, on Instagram is like how mm -hmm. everything would be going. Because scrolling on some of these sites or like pages can really have you looking like, well, God dang, like what the hell am I doing? But think about now, it's just the two of you. So, you know, if you guys are blessed to have a kid, that's going to take it up another notch because Child. you're going to think about all the emotions that come with being a parent, especially for a woman, and then not ever being a parent before. Am I doing this right? Am I a good mother? Even though you know what, what a cry for poop means versus a cry for food, you know, because that's just something that's going to come to you. Girl, now you got me up here really scared. Like, thanks, Kristen. Now I'm, <laughs> now I'm well, just kidding. I'm you just know. kidding. I'm just I'm, kidding. I'm the fun tea, so you know. <laughs> you know, I I feel like that's a role that I I mastered being the Amy. Like I feel like there was a season where it was really just like, oh, I'm the fun auntie. I'm the fun Amy. I'm the fun traveling. I'm in Dubai on or like I'm the I'm the one that is going to brunch again. Like I feel like that's probably the only role that I've had in my life that I did not feel like an imposter in. And I don't know if that's bad or not, but. I feel like that's one role that I never second guess myself on. Like, but you know why you probably didn't? Because you had nothing to measure it against. Ooh. So I mean, because who? Here's the thing. Like, there and me and my friends that are single talk about this several times. Like, there are life experiences that happen that you get more accomplished accomplishments for as opposed to other ones. So for being an auntie. Nobody's giving you balloons. Nobody's buying you a gift. You just are what you are. If you get married, then you get a gift. If you have a baby, you get a gift. Like I mean, even sometimes if you're a single person and you buy a house by yourself, there's no gift for that. But if you're married and you guys buy a, gift, a house together, you get a gift. So being an auntie and being a fun auntie, there's nothing to measure it by because like, ain't nobody checking for you. Sorry. Well, damn. <laughs> I mean, I'm in, I'm in that boat. They're not checking for that. that like, is, I don't think that's true. I don't See, think that's I do. True. I do. I, I think people checking for the 80s. But before we <laughs> move into that, let's 
let's take a short pause, pay the church's money, and then we can dive back into that because I really want to talk about that. Because ain't you being the the fun ain't was my favorite role in life so far. So that's a lot to tie, but we'll we'll talk about it. Are you ready to take your streaming broadcasts, website, or social media visuals up a notch? Pirate Media Productions is here with the perfect solution. From dynamics, design, and professional headshot shoots to family photo ops, they've got all you need for stunning content creation. Check out pyromediaproductions.com today and add that creative flair. Pyro Media Productions, setting brands ablaze since 2017. So... You don't remember when people had t-shirts, it was like fly Amy, rich Amy, bougie Amy. Like there was so many different, just like genres of Amy that were out here that was just like popping. Like I'm the, I'm the, I'm the always in Dubai. Like, I just feel like that is something that should be celebrated. My Amy, my Amy was always one of my favorite people. Like I have so many just, wonderful memories of just like chilling with my auntie and all of that like no shade but i was like almost sad when my auntie got married and had kids because just that era of being her niece was so lit and just like seeing like i feel like everybody idolizes the auntie unless you just got a real sorry trifling auntie that just ain't about nothing i feel like she's the one who's idolized she's the one that's sought after for advice she's the one who you go to when you want to be bad and don't tell your mama like the aunt has so many important roles like i feel like the amy's the amy is getting her props and yes i'm from houston i say amy we say amy i don't know what y'all say in georgia and dc but it's amy i know it's our country but my amy but I can see that still being a problem in and of itself because typically the person that made the shirt was the auntie. It's not like you got the mama saying, let me give some props to the auntie. That's not really what's happening. So so when you think about that, you can also look at it from a different perspective. Like being an auntie, you also have imposter syndrome because this is not your child. You know what I'm saying? You're doing the best you can and you are fun, but you can be fun because you don't have to be there to lay down the law. You don't have to be there to say, uh, give me that phone, run that cell phone back. You don't have to be there to say, uh, you're not going over this person's house this week. You know what I'm saying? You can be that person where, again, there's there's nothing to measure up to. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have so, all the fun aunties that's listening, uh, writing you hate mail. Cause you- I don't think they're going to write me hate mail. I think they're going to agree with me because the only person that's really, and I'm not going to say the only person, because there are some people that are really, really, you know, cognizant about this person is a part of my village there in my life. They're helping me to raise my child. But for the most part, I think that you probably get that love and that acceptance from the child itself, which would, you know, help you to negate the feelings of having imposter syndromes, you know, imposter syndrome. But I don't think oftentimes you get it from the parent per se, you know? That's true. Because a lot of times people, the first thing people say, and I don't know if you heard this as a single woman is, well, you don't have kids. Well, wait, oh. you have kids and you'll see what it is. Now, I didn't been the uh. ain't too, the fun ain't too. I'm, I'm buying that popcorn that y'all keep selling every other month. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming to your games and everything. And now when there's an issue and I give you some type of, I give you some type of um, insight, I don't know anything because I don't have kids. So Ooh. that's what I'm saying. It all comes right back. It all plays a part and I can see how you can have imposter syndrome with all of that. Damn, Kristen. You, that that's a whole wow. Like you re, that really just kind of silenced me for a second because 
I hadn't thought about it like that. And mm-hmm. I guess that is true. I'm really trying to think like, did I have I did I I guess I did feel maybe I did feel like that during those times, like just being the aunt or just being the the best friend, sister best friend or whatever, where people are like, you know, you getting the fun and all of that, but I have friends who are mothers and, and probably sometimes feel like they're not getting a pat on the back either, even though there's a whole Mother's Day and all of that. But I feel like cranium overload, like we all we are all low key feeling like imposters because shoot. Yeah. You can, I mean I can even tell you another situation that it's not gonna be a good situation, but it's a situation that could kind of tie into it as well. I mean, I know someone who whose wife was like, I feel like us as wives, we do all this stuff and then the side chick reap the benefits. Like you get to have fun with the side chick wow. and I'm at home washing clothes. Ooh. So, I mean, it can be imposter syndrome from both ways. Like, am I being a good wife? Oh, boom. Well, yeah, I am. I'm doing everything else. But then you got this other person over here that's like, <laughs> you know, I'm picking up when that person dropped off. Like, am I being a good, you know? So it, you can look at it in so many different ways. Now, that's funny. I don't know if you watch, do you watch the new Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? I haven't watched it yet. I have Peacock, but I just haven't watched it yet get into it so okay. we were we you know got caught up on like the current season that they have out or whatever and i don't want to get too many spoilers but they kind of showed the dynamics between uncle phil and Viv, like just their relationship the roles how they support each other how they feel like they may be lacking support from the other one and there is like a, a situation that's occurring on like that season finale of their third season where uncle philip is really out here feeling like nobody is showing him appreciation and aunt viv is like really out here just feeling like taken for granted and you know the the show that was coming on in the 90s like they didn't really explore their relationship dynamics like that but i feel like that's a good example of um just kind of how to navigate those things so we were having a conversation about it like well damn why would why why would a man even seek attention from someone else if their wife is out here doing everything that they're supposed to or like you know putting their all into it like is that really a a matter of maybe the wife not being a good wife or like i don't want to just say that the nigga is trifling but i mean so now you're going not look now you're going off subject so that's gonna have to be another episode (laughs) for another day and i feel like we need to invite some men's on the on the episode so they can talk about it but it, it could also be imposter syndrome for men because think about it as a man your job is to provide and protect that's what society tells you provide and yeah. protect so you come home you provide it you done went to work all day you done got to the house you done locked the door at night turn off the lights you protect it but when you get home maybe dinner isn't cooked or maybe you know someone says something that just you know takes you out of character for a second and now mm-hmm the husband that you thought you were you're not it and now you need somebody else over here to be like no baby you still that man i like it when you da 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 you know what i'm saying so that could be it too everybody is needing affirmation i feel like that i agree i was just thinking about that yeah like the affirmation is that needs to be a whole nother topic also because just the words that you're telling yourself and what you're telling your spouse your friends your parents, your grandparents, like those words really do have power when it comes to like crafting 
your your identity or crafting who you see yourself or who you see other people as because i never you know growing up never once thought that dang maybe my auntie is sitting out here feeling like well your mama getting all the glory and i don't have no kids or whatever mm-hmm. like feeling like you're not doing your best job like i feel like that self-talk probably could could change that narrative so much even just like speaking life into your husband. I know people say like speak life into your relationships, speak life into your family, your friends and all of those things. But what you're telling yourself also can kind of control how you view yourself. Like if I'm telling myself, damn, I shouldn't be here, then I'm going to start operating like, well, maybe I shouldn't. And that is creating the imposter syndrome. But I feel like you, you you um hit the nail on the head. And I was having a conversation with this guy today and I can just see like some of the ways where like he should be affirmed, like either I could affirm him, but he should also affirm himself because sometimes, we, again, we don't do that. But with the imposter syndrome, I think that's a very good way to combat it. Like, you know, you have this job, you have this career. I deserve to be in this firm. I deserve to make the amount of money that I make. I deserve to drive this car because I worked hard for it. You know, this is given, this wasn't given to me. This is what I deserve. And I do think that to combat that, we probably need to take a little break and just say that, you know, you remember on, um, what was it? <laughs> oh, Family Matters. Remember there was like three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? TGIF, oh, wow. guys. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, you know, you take a moment, get your affirmations going, like, you know, like, you know, what I have to do with my upcoming show. I know these songs. I know how to sing these songs. I can mm-hmm. sing these songs. I deserve to be in this show. Yes. I deserve love. I deserve <sighs> to be loved beyond measure. And exactly. I, I, I have to definitely be very, I guess, grateful for having somebody who, who is able to, like, speak freely about how they feel. I don't have to ever worry about him not telling me if he's unhappy or if something bothers him or if something don't seem right, if the math ain't mapping. So I feel like I have to be very vocal also. Um, and that probably would help a lot with just like feeling like, okay, well, let me ask, like, you know, not like a pop quiz husband. Tell me X, Y, Z, one, two, three. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? But just you know, like a check-in or like, a, okay, exactly what you said about the list that I should make. Yeah. And I think that like relationships and it doesn't even have to be relationships. It can just be, you know, things that you have going on for yourself. We just have to start being a little bit more intentional, intentional with what we want to do, how we're doing it, how we're speaking to ourselves, how the relationship is going. You just got to be intentional, especially if you want things to last because Everything is seasonal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying seasonal like things get in, but in this season, my flowers are growing. But in, ne- in the next season, they won't be growing. They're just going to yeah. be where they are. And I'm saying that because that is, is exactly how life happens. You know, sometimes people don't tell you everything that you need to know that can help you get to, you know, get to where you guys need to be. But I think with intentionality, you know what? Our intentions for each other is we love one another. We want to grow with one another. And this is what's going to help us grow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Things nah, like that. I definitely so. agree with that. I think that'll work in the workplace, too. I think oh, yeah. that, that, that definitely can can translate into the self-talk that I'm giving myself at work. And that you're giving yourself at work. Even in your play. Not your play. I need to stop yeah, on the play. Even in your performance. Yes. 
or even in just like my day to day, like, are you being the best daughter? Am I being the best? Right version of myself that I know I can be. You know when you fucking. It's up, so you know easy to get in yeah. your head. Like we was just at practice, and one of the one of the dancers. I think he's one of the best dancers at the show, and and I'll let you know who it is. <laughs> but one of the best dancers at the show. But there was a night where people, not just him, people were just in their head. So of course, if you're in your head, there's going to be constant uh issues and mistakes and that's what was happening and it was just like I could see the defeat on this person as we left uh practice and I'm like they're in their head because guess what they are a dancer they kill mm -hmm. it when they dance my eyes are glued to them so it's just being in your head three two one one two three did I have a bad day at work is this why I can't get it am I thinking about something else did, was somebody supposed to call me that I want to kick it with that didn't call me you know what I'm saying did I just get some bad results from the doctor you know what I'm saying like yeah you have to do all of these things, think about it and think about ways to affirm yourself to combat that uh, imposter syndrome and move through it. Baby, you in your bag today. I'm in my bag. You are in your <laughs> bag. Because you have literally gave me so much to think about. Like, even with this. So I guess the bold statement that I'll make is we, we are we are seasoned podcasters i don't have to feel that we are on here pretending anymore or that we're not doing as good as someone else or that we are not astute or that we're not making the ways that we're supposed to like i i can boldly say that i am a good wife in this moment in this right. season because i know i am putting in the effort i know that i'm doing what i need to do to make sure that me and mine are taken care of I'm being the best dog mother that I could be doing what I can and all of those great things. But, you know, I guess the 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 one of the main takeaways from the conversation is your your self-talk is is really important and what you're telling yourself and what you consuming, what you comparing, what are you what are you measuring yourself up against? So with you saying that, because I'm going to tell you, I have imposter syndrome. Someone just presented me with an opportunity to do something right. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity was like, hey, you know, I have a group of we're just going to say at risk. I could be using the wrong terminology, but we'll just say I have a group of at risk kids. And what I'm doing is I'm, you know, different things that I see people are good at. I want to give them an opportunity to speak to my kids about it or to teach mm -hmm. my kids on some of the things they're doing. So they presented me with the opportunity and I'm just like. I don't have no talents. Like, what what can I talk to these kids about? Like, I yeah, know. like and they and they did it from a sense of a podcast but I'm like I don't even know how to like what do I tell these kids like I mean you want me to have them on the podcast or like what is it that I do but the thing about it is this person saw something in me that obviously I'm not seeing in myself and so now I cannot translate to do a job that's a paid job to assist Girl, the person so I, I was going to ask you about that offline too but I'm like well, what is my talent what is my skill because I don't know I feel like that that's a good moment to like maybe take a like a pause and then name five things that you know that you do great. Or even you can name five things. We can name five things about each other. I, I could think of like five off the top of my head. I feel like it's probably easier to do this with someone I, else I than I yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like I know that you are fashionable as all get out. You have a great personality. You have a smile that can light up a room. You are able to just electrify a crowd a conversation a moment like you are not one of those people who 
leaves a bad taste in somebody's mouth. I feel like you are also very clever. Um, you come up with stuff and in a quick manner where you just think on your feet. And I'm like, damn, I sound like I'm all on your job, Kristen. But no. <laughs> I mean, but you said, and I feel like I'm about to say the exact, exact same thing to you. Like, I feel like you are a skilled and talented person with the, I feel like you know how to bring people together for their respective talents and put them in the same room. I feel like you are an organizer. I feel like you are a person that is understanding and willing to do, uh, do the best job to ensure that people's rights are not taken away from them. I feel like you're a great dog mom. Maybe, maybe Child, you know. as you as you hear, as you see me multitasking with the dogging, Peppa say this is his time. Peppa. And, and I feel like you are extremely uh, selfless too. You said selfless. I think you're selfless. I, I agree. I think that's a I think that's a gift and a curse too. But I, yeah, I, I, I do too because I, I was gonna say maybe with some people you should have cut it. Child, and that's a whole <laughs> other episode. We'll have my husband uh co-host that one, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but that just makes you feel good to hear people. It say does. About you. Like it, does. it really it really does make you feel good. Now the things that you said, I I can't say that I would have said the same things. Mm-hmm. But when you said them, I was like, oh, you damn, thought I about it. I do be doing it. Oh, I do. I sure do. I, sh- I I do. Like it. It made it seem realer, or it made it seem like something that's actually tangible. And I think that all the things that I named about you would be stuff that would definitely speak to a younger generation because I feel like you'd be able to connect with people. You'd be able to not just seem like an out-of-touch adult who is there to lecture them. I feel like you would really be able to speak life into some little people and, you know, make them feel validated and make them feel seen and make them feel comfortable. So you better get them, get your coins. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll talk more about that offline to see how I can uh, translate and do some things like that. So, guys, Typically in this moment, we always give you a you better than me moment. But I think, um, Fallon, if you don't mind, we should do something a little bit different. Because I know we, we've been talking for the um, most part about imposter syndrome. But I would like to challenge each of us, maybe, you know, starting sometime in May or whenever, uh, to just maybe do five affirmations a day. Just affirm yourself and affirm yourself in ways that um, ways that you know you want to grow in. If you, if you are not 100% there, 50% there, if you are there, just whatever that I am statement is that makes whatever it is that you're doing feel true or even more uh, realistic, I would just like to challenge us to do that. And mm-hmm. yeah. That's hard. It is hard, but at the same time, if you don't have nobody to, uh, to root for you, you ain't gonna root for yourself? Yeah, yeah, you better be your biggest advocate if nobody else is 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 singing your praises. Like there's no shame, no shame and no shade in singing your own praises at all. And I feel like we probably need to be able to toot our own horns a lot louder than we do than we do because Mm -hmm. society has kind of told us to be, you know, demure and and not boisterous when it comes to what we have going on. So no, I think. That's and good. we didn't even take it into like we could have put this conversation into overdrive because just black women alone, how many times do we have to dim our light? How many times are we experiencing 
uh, imposter syndrome because I know I've been in several uh, meetings where I knew the answer and I could wholeheartedly say what the answer was. And then, you know, once I say the answer, someone with the wrong answer would say that it's not the right answer until someone else with the same answer that I said comes back and says the answer. <clears throat> if that's not imposter syndrome, I don't know what it is because then you start second guessing yourself when you already know what it is that you know. I feel like it is. I feel like it really is a bigger conversation. Like it almost does need to be a part two, just dealing with imposter syndrome syndrome as a black woman. Mm-hmm. And there's so many levels to it because it can go from anywhere from being, you know, unemployed. It can go from where anywhere from being um, a single mother, or you know, what I'm saying just it's so many levels to it. So that's something to think about. Is definitely something to think about. Well, guys, it has been real. Uh, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in to the first episode of season three. And we hope that you come back and enjoy some of the episodes that we have planned for you guys. Yes, I'm excited. I hope I hope that we didn't uh, make anyone feel bad about their Amy status, though. I'll go ahead and say that. And I'll add on you better than me. You better than me if you don't be uh, patting your auntie on the back and celebrating her because your aunt is the hardest working person in showbiz right now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Bye. You Better Than Me is a podcast on Pyromedia Network, produced by Pyromedia Productions. Pyromedia Network and Pyromedia Productions are subsidiaries of Pyromedia Enterprises. For more information, please visit www.pyromedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on the next.